Welcome to the Going Green podcast. Today we're going to look at the topic of heat waves. We're starting to experience one here in the UK and we've got one of these very rare amber warnings for heat coming up for this weekend. And they're talking about sort of records being broken again. I think our record's about 38.6, if I remember rightly. Something in that area. It, it, it's not. And, and whether something like that's going to actually slip uh, this sort of weekend or early into next week. But it's not just us that's having the uh, the problems this week, is it? No, it isn't. Well, I, not, I say not us this week. The answer is technically it's us this week. But I mean, Spain, Portugal, France. Probably, say most of Europe, but definitely Western Europe's having the, because that's where the plume, as they call it, is happening. That really hurt me stubbing my finger into the microphone. Yeah, Italy um, as well. Italy they're, as well, they're having... I was looking at the, uh, the River Po, and that sort of dried up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, sort of, it, it's quite worrying to think that uh, we're going through this, you know, this heat wave. Um, and you were telling me earlier before we came online about how many records have been broken this June. Yeah. It's one of the things where we're working with, you know, because the records have yet been set for, but the overall record for June, the answer, it was, uh, here we go. It was, uh, Italy, Norway, Finland. Uh, Iran, uh, and what's the other reading? I've lost me. I lost the country. <laughs> I lost the country. I've lost the country. Anyway, but loads of them. Japan. That was it. Uh, loads of them were reporting that they've just broken their. I say their 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 summer temperatures. The June hottest temperature <coughs> for for quite a and. We go saying, oh, Norway, you know, it's not that warm. How hot was it in Norway? It was nearly 30, which is unfortunately, you know, not, not very good for Norway in relation to it. I always think of Norway as fjords and snow. And I think of Norway in the summer as snow. It's not quite, but uh, if, if you go north Norway, it's, it's going to be snow. And it's not, we're not, not thinking about that. It's sort of thinking of sort of people sort of going around in sort of, well, just outside in T-shirts, you know, just driving around, going, collecting my wife from the station. You see all the people out and about and they're, well, for, for the UK, we seem to have lost those hats and scarves and uh, it's sort of just, down to t-shirts and things. Everyone's out in t-shirts and sort of enjoying themselves in the sun. We had an event this, uh, this weekend where we had the, uh, the Commonwealth games sort of, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking the, the, for? Torch. Yeah. The, 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 uh, I was going to say the, the abandoned, but it's not abandoned. It's the, um, baton. The baton, that was the word I was looking for. The baton came through and they had the relay race. And everyone was out there on the Friday 
enjoying themselves in the lovely sunshine. And we, we've had quite a lot of lovely sunshine. Yesterday wasn't good. It was just as hot. It made 30 here, which is unusual for Hemel Hempstead in England to get that sort of temperature. But we didn't really see much in the way of sunshine. It was totally overcast. And we even had some rain and you expected the rain to come and it was going to cool the place down and it didn't. No. I'm it not. was just as humid and horrible. Yeah. It's, it's just, and the major reason for this is what they're calling as a, a, a hot plume, essentially, and basically the so-called heat dome. Yeah. And you, you can look at what really heat dome, but essentially it's just high pressure, but it's, it's, basically blocking in the way and that's how everything it can build up and this is where well, how he yeah. generate because there's not enough what's a cloud cover that's the wrong way but it, it's blocking clouds formation and moving them around and so you're basically this, this hole or, or this wandering sort of uh circular mass that's moving that's keeping all the all right all right so paul let's ask you a simple question which i know the answer to so if you don't know i'll tell everyone why does hot why, why does high pressure cause hot air why did why, why are high pressures sort of warm well i think it's something it's the difference between the how much water is in the air no nope. all oh, right no 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 high pressure we've got basically more air haven't we so you've got more air higher pressure in in a smaller area and we all know if you take something like a bicycle pump and you squash the air, then that air heats up. And so very simply with, with high pressure, we've got more air in the sort of area than compared with the low pressure. And that squashed the air and it heats it up. Not much, but it adds a few degrees on and the longer the high pressure continues, generally, the hotter it sort of gets because you've got continually high pressure keeping sort of the air over here sort of warm. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the, keeping the temperature warm by... Yeah, well, heat, heat, heat sort of builds up. It, it, it's like our house, it's sort of, if you have one day of heat, well, yeah, it sort of comes and goes and the house doesn't warm up, but... If the house then, the bricks get warm the next day, well, they didn't cool down enough last time, and then they gradually sort of retain the heat. And UK houses are designed to hold in the heat, aren't they, rather than sort of... Let it all go. Let it all go, which is what happens in sort of more European-style houses. They're designed sort of for better insulation, perhaps in winter, and better sort of... I suppose insulation in summer to sort of keep the houses warmer in winter and cooler in summer. Whereas here we're pretty good at trying to keep the houses warmer in winter. Although I, I do feel that we could do with a bit better insulation and organization on that. But as that is as it is, but our houses in the summer aren't built for this. We don't go for the nice light roofs. We go for the dark roofs to try and absorb as much heat. And uh, if you want to go to a sauna, 
uh, you don't have to go very far. Just pop up into your loft and uh, that will do it for you. Um, it's going to have quite high temperatures up there if you live in the UK because simply the roof's going to absorb all that heat from the sun. Mm, yes, yes, absolutely. And the, 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 you can see, oh, I've died. I'm back. I'm alive still. Your microphone went then, well, didn't it? it? Yeah. Anyway, but oh, I've, I've, I've lost track of sort of... What you were going to say. What I was going to say, panic breath things. Um, with this heat wave, of course, we've got the amber warning, this very rare amber warning. And that, that is, the, and they said sort of loads of things such as the ambulance service is on standby for all the heat wave um, problems and, you know, yeah, and conditions. They said um, uh, not heart, uh, uh, heart and lung problems are more severe in this time. You know, all these yeah. sorts of problems, which is fine. You know, things can deal with it. But at the same time, I was reading that sort of, you know, it's a rare occasion for us, but a place like India, or more is this in New Delhi, right? There, you know, they they go through very periods of all sorts of wet and then dry and things like that. So they should be well versed into this, this sort of period of you know heat and dryness. And the answer is they're saying even there, I'm like say ambulance service, emergency services have received unprecedented amounts of call call outs for people just collapsing in the streets due to heat stroke and those sorts of things well old, old people suffer a lot more from heat than uh, the younger people that they're they're sort of as you get older your temperature regulation doesn't work quite as well and so someone like my mum who's in her 90s and she said well i really don't like the heat she can cope with going up to about 25 and she sort of complains a little bit about that. But 30 is a little bit too much for her. And she just sort of says, well, I can't be bothered to do anything. It's it's just too hot. I, I'm not going to do anything. She starts to shut down and not do as much as she probably needs to. So what do you d need to do then, Paul, to try and survive the, the hot weather? So, you know, you're a typical person. And what can you do to try to sort of alleviate the problems? Right. Well, immediately is to drink more. This is to hydrate, keep you hydrated, because your body's main uh, process of getting rid of heat is sweating. And that uses a lot of water. Therefore, you need to increase your water intake. Okay. So, yeah. So uh, bung it up by another litre or so. Okay, so that, that, that's one good thing. Now, th there is one little problem, of course. You're an Englishman. So what does that mean? Uh, a, a lot of things. No, no, I was thinking of mad dogs and Englishmen go out in the noonday sun, as they say. And that's probably a good thing not to do now. And we don't try to go out from sort of, well, I don't know, noon till about, two three o'clock yeah i think i think they said it was something from a, the period of peak solar uh yeah which is basically peak sunlight it's between about 11 till three or something like that and so those that's the basic period of time where basically you need to find not seek shelter but seek shade and um there were there was new maps the mayor of london released a new 
map of London, which is actually sort of shade areas. Yeah, basically places that have shade that people can go to well, and flock to. And so the, the nice sunny areas where they've got, it was quite interesting. They did a heat map, which is quite hilarious. And odd. You, you mean a real heat map? But I mean, a not real heat map in relation to this is where there's zero shade and this is where there is lots of shade. And so those are places you want to go to as opposed to the really, and it was sort of these odd sort of inverse heat map. It was, it was clever. I'm not saying right, I'm just idea. But it was this idea that seeking shade and shelter from the sun over that, I say the noonday period, is actually one of the things where they're making, asking people to do so to help, you know, keep people, uh, you know, out of the sunlight because it is intense. And the other the major thing, of course, is how much UV light is that, um, currently out there at the moment. You know, I mean, that's the sunshine. It's, it's usually quite a, when there's little cloud cover, because unfortunately we've got this high pressure over, then there's no high level cloud or, and that doesn't, and that reduces the amount of blockage of the UV rays coming down. And so the UV down at ground level is significantly increased, which is bad because obviously we know this UV rays damages our skin. You might say, yes, I've got a tan, but it's sort of... Well, that's burnt, isn't it, really? It's burnt, really, yes. So uh, if you're interested, on look on my YouTube channel. We're, we're doing a video a bit later today on UV. Uh, I've got some special chemicals, some photochromic uh, reactive chemical. And this reacts only to UV light. So if you take ordinary light and you put it on this chemical, it sits there saying, yeah, fine. Okay. But we tried it out yesterday in the cloud and we took it outside. It was a cloudy day and we were surprised the amount of UV that this chemical detected. And uh, we'll do a video on that one uh, later today assuming we get some nice weather, but that'll be up in the next few days. So we've, we've got that idea of UV and that causes problems, skin problems. What else can we do? I, I, I was thinking actually, before I go back to ask that one, uh, you were talking about being hot in the noonday, seek shade. I remember you and I went to a directing course didn't we in london uh, a, a few years ago and uh, it was sort of in a hotel and it was sort of hot and sunny and we made our way to a little park where there was uh, water and there were some trees and we sat near there and it was noticeably cooler and fresher there than it was sort of in the rest of london you know where we, we actually had to walk when we walked back Yes. Years ago, though, we went to the south of France and we chose the hottest period of time to go there. We went to the, the south of France. Uh, we went down when they were building the Malau Bridge. And uh, that was uh, extremely interesting that when we went down there, we had to go down a valley and it was hot. It was about nearly the 40s, wasn't it? Yes. But in this valley, because we had sort of, uh, sort of, well, rocks either side of us, 
and it was sort of quite a steep slope going down. The lorries were struggling to get down because the road literally was melting and the lorries had you know their brakes on and they were stopped and they were still sliding down the the road as the tarmac was actually melting and i know how hot it was there because my car with its air conditioning on also had a little temperature sensor to say outside and i discovered my temperature sensor only went up to 50 celsius and we know it got over 50 Celsius because it, it wouldn't work after that. It, it climbed right up to 50 and then wouldn't work after that. And it just said it was sort of uh, temperature exceeded. And we know it was pretty hot because if you touched the glass on the car, you were burning yourself. Mm, yes. Uh, uh, yeah. And it was. It was a, quite a phenomenal heat wave. Um, the, the burges were catching fire, weren't they? We had, you know, we went through several fires where the fire brigade were either side of the dual carriageway motorway putting fires out and we were just told to sort of drive through there and you wanted to go at a fair bit of speed because there was also the heat of the fire as well as everything else and we noticed how many people listening to french radio were actually dying you know because of the uh, the heat wave Yes, and and this is the whole the point about sort of you know being wary of the heat. You know, you might go out and enjoy it, but you do need to take precautions for it. You know, I know the one of the major things you might say and find, you know, is to do the seek shelter thing. But it's also to you know take responsibility in regards to you know finding the cool shaded places. But don't you know if you have to be outside. You know, make sure it's not in those in the noonday sun. You know, so forth. You know, try to seek shelter, drink lots of water. You know, and and you know, there is this lovely thing. You know, of not air conditioning. You do want air movement. That's the critical. Uh, thing. And how can you get better air movement in a house? Let's suppose you know I'm working from home and I want to sort of get sort of well good airflow over me what would i do well you you really want to sort of you know create a path for the air so basically you want an, a, a place where the air comes in and a place where the air goes out and basically you want to put yourself in between those two points and so you commonly you what you can do is you can open the front door and open the back door that will create a blast through the house but better open windows but the uh, windows do exactly the same just you know a bit more secure and safe so that that's the other thing. So so what I want to do then is I want to open a window at the back of the house and the front of the house. But there's a, a real technique to doing this if you want to try and do this. If you've got air coming in and out of the house, uh, it always helps if you're going to do this in the favour of any wind. Uh, but let's assume oh, it's no. a day like today. There, there's hardly a breeze blowing. And I want to try and do this. So what the best thing to do is to open up on one side of the house all the windows at the top of the house. But at the other side of the house, open the windows at the bottom of the house. So, for instance, I've got the windows in the front of the house open at the top. But at the windows at the bottom of the house open at the bottom. 
Well, but before you think that's actually daft, I haven't got up, uh, top and bottom windows. I've opened the windows upstairs in the front of the house, and I've opened the windows downstairs in the back of the house. Yes, yes. And that is providing an airflow because warm air rises. So as the warm air rises and it's going out through the bedrooms, it's then sucking colder, cooler air, well, slightly, uh, in through the bottom of the house where we are at the moment. Uh, that's not that good when it gets to the evening, I will be honest. Uh, we have to then think about changing that around because otherwise my bedroom gets to temperatures like it was last night of 30.8 Celsius. And that, by the way, wasn't when I went to bed. That was at 5 a.m. when I woke up. Yes. It, it, it's one of those odd things where, yeah. But there's other, you know, you think sort of, you know, they talk about all these things. You know, you hear in sort of one of the major things they say is don't open your curtains on nice, hot, warm, sunny days like today. And that seems about counterintuitive, really, because surely first you want the light, but actually curtains do mostly your your windows if you've got double glazing do a remarkable job of basically uh, heating up the sunlight hits the window and basically it radiates and the heat out. And what curtains can do is basically they can block that heat and so trap that heat in the basically your window sill as opposed to putting it all into the room. So one of the common things people say is that, you know, you used to draw a curtain. And we know this because on the continent, loads of people, they have shutters on their windows. You see, and they just put the... Yeah, we don't, we don't have shutters in the UK. <laughs> so maybe that's something else that uh, if things carry on like this, we need to do that. Except on the continent, of course, their windows open inwards so they can sort of put the shutters outside. Yes, I, there's a whole sort of, if we're going to do this, you need to do it properly and, you know, windows would have to all be changed. But I'm not saying, but it is that point of, you know, not letting the sunlight in the house and therefore you're not then letting your, you know, your windows actually doing the heating for you. And then, the shutters allow the air throw out or through, meaning that's the way of cooling. It is quite a, a clever bit of, you know, design work. But at the same time, you've got to remember that the on the continent, generally things are warmer than here in the UK. As I said, we they've got different, better cooling and heating than we have because they have to deal with the more wider range of temperatures. Which we're now starting to suffer from. Which we're suffering from. So that's why, you know, UK houses aren't built to keep the, they're built to keep the heat in, but not let the heat out. And that's a, a problem in that we need to start changing houses. But, you know, you've got to adapt a old house and it's hard to do so because it's not designed to do it in the first place. Yeah. You know, as opposed to. Yeah, well, it's thinking about, you know, can I put shutters on my house? If this carries on every year and uh, all the evidence is that it's going to, then the next time I have double glazing, I'm going to have to think about windows that open in inwards. Difficult to buy them in this country. Uh, and 
is it worth putting shutters on the outside of my windows? Mm. And I can see that, yeah, it probably does make good sense to do that. So uh, we, we will just have to see how that sort of stuff changes. What else have we got then? So we thought of water, keep well hydrated. Don't do the mad dogs in Englishman and go out in the sort of midday sun. Uh, you can, if you're working from home, let the air in by opening windows on one side of the house at the top and the windows at the bottom of the other side of the house. That helps. What other things can we actually do to help us weather this heat wave? Well, beyond that, directly, isn't very much. You know, the, 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 one of the major things you actually talk about, which is why they talk about shaded areas, is actually plants in that regards to what happens with, let's say, uh, a plant gets too hot, what it, is, it has to cool itself down, right? Now, it does that by basically creating a water mist underneath it. That's how the leaves are perspiring, how it works. Transpiring. Transpiring, sorry. Not aspiring. Uh, <laughs> and, and so, basically, under the trees, under the plants, it's, there's a bit more water and a bit more moisture, but it, it helps, I wouldn't say evaporate, but... One of the critical things is what you know why we sweat is of course that the the evaporating sweat uh, or water off our bodies takes away a lot of that heat. Yeah, so that's that's why we do it. Yeah, plants do a very similar but very different thing. And so, could you we not learn by this and basically spraying ourselves down not by with drinking water or you know but it's just spraying our downs with more water so that basically when we do go out in the hot day sun, there's more water to evaporate off our skin and therefore that keeps us warm. Cooler. Cooler, yeah. yeah. It's one of those things where you don't really think about it, but, you know, you have a little bit of thought and you might say that's a good idea. Well, one of the other ones that I would come up with and I need is uh, if you're watching this podcast rather than listening to it if you listen to it you can't see that uh, i may be going slightly bald uh it, it appears that my on the the top of my head there is sort of the hair seems to be more finely spaced and it means if i go out in the sunshine it, it my head burns uh doesn't for paul because he's got a nice thick mat of sort of hair there but wear a hat and a wide brimmed hat at that that makes a difference uh the sunglasses make a difference they don't keep you cool well, no they don't keep you cool. you might look cool i was gonna say you might look cool but um in theory sunglasses don't really do anything it's one of those odd things where you know you're, what you what, what do sunglasses do they they protect your eyes against the light and the uv as opposed to anything but you're designed to sort of cope with that and the amount of light anyway so you actually don't need sunglasses but sunscreen is one of those things that you can do if you're going to go out in the sunshine at all then let's put some moderate sun cream on 
And I would start with probably factor 50. Oh, well, uh, the, the answer is probably not 50 here. Yeah, no, I would. I would seriously start with factor 50. Uh, and you have to remember with this stuff that you need to put it on not just once during the day, but you need to apply it several times during the day. People talk about, oh, yeah, well, if you go into the water, then you need to reapply it. Yes, but you actually need to put it on several times a day. And a lot of this stuff helps with moisturizing your skin and keeping it really in, in good nick. Try, trying to do this sort of sunscreen, it does work, but also just keeping your skin and looking after it. Uh, you were out in Australia, I know, for a year or so, Paul, and you were, you know, quite surprised with the number of people going round in all their sort of, well, bikinis on the beach, weren't you? You saw loads of bikinis on the beach, didn't you? Well, the answer is not, no. not quite. It's you were disappointed, weren't you? Uh, but, but the reason they did it is because of how the intensity of the sun. You don't want, I say, not skin contact, but you don't want your skin out in that bright sunshine so that you want to basically cover up. You know, long sleeve t-shirts. Long sleeve t-shirts, but you wanted sort of, you know, something that allowed the water to go out. It's one of those yeah. things where... So loose clothing. Loose clothing and just long... And just, long sleeves. You know, and hats. You know, it was the, all the shade, you know, you think in all the sunny, um, hot countries, they wear sort of large brims, as you mentioned, you know, there's sombreros, uh, and, and you think there's a reason they wore those is because they, you know, it's always hot, it's always things, and they're trying to keep themselves shaded and cool. So you're suggesting now the UK new fashion for the summer is going to be the sombrero. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think with that sobering thought of everyone going around in sombreros we better say goodbye from this episode of going green we'll see you again next week when we'll have another look at another topic on going green until then it's goodbye from me and a goodbye from me take care bye bye ciao